0: Let us pray. O oh God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them ever again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, One God now and forever. (coughs) The Old Testament reading for Occuli. The third Sunday in Lent is from Exodus chapter 8, beginning at the 16th verse. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Thus I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall happen. And the Lord did so. There came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. Throughout all the land of Egypt, the land was ruined by the swarms of flies. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Arise. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your Presence. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not associate with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke the eleventh chapter. Glory Glory be to thee, Lord. Now Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demon by Beelzebub, the prince of demons while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, By whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, He takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes... It finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. And as he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What do you think of when you hear the word kingdom? Well, certainly, the first thing that most likely pops into your head is the king himself. The one from whom the word actually comes. The highest point of authority in the land over which he rules. You'll think of thrones and palaces. The throne upon which he sits. The palace in which he dwells. Kingdoms are a place, a geographic location made of land and seas, rivers, lakes, hills, mountains, valleys, and all that. It's got boundaries set up by those things, placed by nature or made up by man. It's a people within those boundaries, ruled and governed by their king. When we hear the word kingdom, we think of a place, of the nations and countries of this world that have risen and fallen throughout our history. Those here for a moment and then gone to the sands of time, only to be replaced by new ones. Temporal, finite not lasting at all. But it is not so with the kingdom of which our Lord speaks today. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus had been confronted after he cast out a mute demon. He cast the demon out of the man, and the man began to speak. And some marveled at this great deed which he had done. But others, others said he must be in league with Beelzebul himself. Which is tantamount to saying, he is of the devil. It is only by Satan that this Jesus was able to do what he was able to do. They didn't like it. They didn't want to listen to him. So they said they didn't need to. He's not from God. But after showing them the folly of their logic, that our divided kingdom cannot stand, he says, But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. In the person of Jesus. God become man, the kingdom of God has come. The sense of the verb is that it had already taken place and was still taking place at that time. Wherever Jesus is, there the kingdom of God has come. He was there amongst the people that day. And it is here amongst us this morning as we gather. But what is it? What is this kingdom? It is unlike those we spoke of at the beginning. It is not like the physical kingdoms of this earth. For as Jesus says to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. It was the very fact that many of the Jews were looking for for a physical kingdom that they end up rejecting Christ. Even his own disciples expect there to be a physical kingdom, even up to the point of the ascension. When they come to Christ, are you now going to set up your kingdom? And he again has to direct them to that which is the important thing. His kingdom is not of this world though he is certainly Lord of heaven and earth now. His is a kingdom of grace and mercy. It is the ruling of Christ in the hearts of the faithful through the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of faith into the hearts of sinful men that they might be redeemed and brought back to their heavenly Father. It's a kingdom of repentance by the faithful. A kingdom of grace and mercy. One which we cannot see with physical eyes, but which we know by faith, is a kingdom brought about by the work of Christ Jesus on our behalf. For he is the stronger man. Just after speaking of the coming kingdom, Jesus told the crowd a story about a strong man And a stronger man. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when a stronger, but when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. In this, Christ speaks of himself and the devil. The devil is truly the strong man. He is the one who brought about sin and evil into this world in the temptation of the garden. Because of this sin, mankind was brought under the kingdom of the devil. We were brought under the curse of sin, death, and the devil. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his Son he loves, in whom we have the redemption the forgiveness of sin. The law was not, was no longer the good thing we should live and prosper under, but instead it became that curse which showed to us our sins. Speaking of the law, Paul says in Romans 7, did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sin beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. This is our lot in life, under sin and the devil, living in the consequences of a sinful world. In our sinful nature, we are under these powers. The veil that covers all men. The veil that all men will know. Dust you are, to dust you shall return. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking that which he may devour. The works of the flesh are sinful. Immorality, impurity, covetousness. Those things which should not even be named among us. That is what we do in this life. That is what we see all around us. And we know its consequence. But the stronger man has come. He has brought with him victory over sin, death, and the devil. This victory has been made ours. All that is the Lord's, his righteousness, his forgiveness, his everlasting life are now yours. Free gifts in that faith which has been given to us. That which was begun in the casting out of the demon at the beginning of our lesson is fully accomplished when the Son of Man is lifted up upon the cross and steps out of the tomb on the third day. There the head of the serpent is crushed. There the armor is stripped from the strong man, left naked and defenseless, utterly beaten, and his spoil taken, mankind redeemed. So then how do we come into this kingdom? We pray for it all the time. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Those words we pray each week, really each day of our lives in the Lord's Prayer. And we ought to. It should be a continual prayer upon our lips as we go through this life. Our Lord says this is what we should pray for. But what does it mean? What does it mean to pray these words so often? Does it mean that by these words we will in some way bring about the kingdom of God by anything that we have done? Do we need to pray that the kingdom would come because God needs our help to bring it about? Well, certainly not. Luther says in the small catechism, the kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. The Lord will take care of his kingdom. He has all things under his control. He doesn't need our help. But we pray that this grace and mercy would fall upon us also. We pray that we would be brought ever closer to our Lord and Savior in faith and in trust. We've been brought in to this kingdom in the waters of holy baptism, taken out of the kingdom of the devil and brought into his glorious and gracious kingdom. In our baptism, the spirit, the very devil himself, cast out of us that the spirit may fill us. Not by our powers does this happen, but rather by the Lord. He does these things for us and, in us. and the Spirit will certainly hear and answer our prayers. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The Lord will answer those who seek him. The Spirit shall work through word and sacrament to ever increase in us true faith towards God and to push us out towards our neighbor in love of one another. We ought during these weeks to continually fall in prayer before God that he would do as he said he would do. We daily and hourly contend against the sinful flesh that we that would not see the will of God done or the kingdom of God come upon us. So even as we contend with the consequences of sin in this world, even as it may seem as everything is crashing down around us, we know that we have victory in Christ Jesus. He has overcome that which dwells in our sinful flesh. He has already brought defeat to the strong man and cast him out. He has overcome all things, destroyed sin destroyed the power of death, brought all things under himself. We pray that he would do so for us also, that we might not be, as the guy mentioned at the end of our lesson, who was worse off in the end. But we pray that the spirit would fill our hearts and strengthen us against all doubt and worry, against all sins of the flesh, against anger and jealousy, greed and contention, and bring us evermore in faith towards the father, to rest in his protective care, and in his kingdom, his true peace, a peace which has no end, a peace beyond understanding, a peace which casts out all fear. So pray the Holy Spirit to steal your hearts against the sins of the flesh. Pray that the Lord would increase in you faith and trust towards Him. He is the Lord of all things. He reigns now from the right hand of the Father, King of heaven and earth. He holds all things under His control. He will see us through and guide us in all trials and tribulations of which he brings against us. He will answer your prayer. His Spirit rules in your hearts that you might ever trust in him above all things, that you may put away the sins of the flesh, cling to the promises of God, and do good works of mercy and grace to one another. The kingdom of God has certainly come in Christ. He has destroyed the power of the strong man and the consequences of sin and brought us to be his own. May the Spirit ever increase in us true faith towards him and love toward one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.